It's yes. Francisco, right? Yeah, you're both together. <laughs> nice and cozy. <laughs> so you're Saya. Yes. What's your last name? Hayashi. What is it? Hayashi. Hayashi. Yeah. Saya Hayashi. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Um, so what what do you do? You're, are you a coach? I've just, like this week, I just finished my health coaching certification, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And what else do you do? Um, at present, I'm so I'm part of a dance troupe yes. at the moment. So um, we're rehearsing. We're about to go to Boom Festival in Portugal to go perform there. Mm-hmm. It's like nine of us in the troupe. So, yeah, performance artist, yeah. dancer. Um, I've been volunteering for Yoga Hood as well recently, which has been hugely rewarding and, yeah, really amazing. Like definitely one of my dreams to be able to bring together social justice and yoga. Yeah. Like I did my yoga teacher training a couple of years ago and I really struggled to do the the recommended thing of like start teaching in a yoga studio. I just had loads of resistance to it. It just didn't feel aligned for me, didn't feel comfortable. And I think a lot of that was like my own confidence issues and whatnot, but also a lot of it was that I was like, I want to teach yoga to not just like the people coming to these like fancy studios, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people who would never even go to a yoga class. I mm. want them to get some yoga. And then I discovered Yoga Hood, which is like um, offers outreach programs to, you know, whether it can be refugees, it can mm-hmm. be guys in prison, it can be trauma victims, it can be all sorts of different groups of people who would never have access to yoga normally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's really cool. Um... So how did yoga become a part of your life and was there a life before yoga? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yoga came into my life actually just purely from as like an ego thing, I suppose, or I used to be a gymnast. So Mm -hmm. I loved. Let's talk about that firstly. How, how, how early did you start being a gymnast? Really young. Yeah. Like really young. My mum was really good like that. She put me into ballet and gymnastics and all of the, all of the different things I could have a taste of all these different um, movement and like, you know, music, music and stuff. Um, and gymnastics is my favourite thing of all the things that I tried. That was what I stuck with the most. That was the one that I went for. Yeah. But it was so brutal and it was mm. so competitive. And so you competed as well. Um, up to a point, mm. I I didn't get so far because it actually. I was told quite early on, like, I wasn't skinny enough and I wasn't, you know, it was, it was to go further down the line. My mum had to commit to taking me five times a week and it was like an hour drive and a lot of money and all of this stuff was just, it was intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point, that's when I kind of had no choice but to leave. It was, it was like you either go... Full pro on. now, full mm. on, and this is your life, and you take time off school. And my mum would have had to sacrifice her work to aid me going into that, and it just wasn't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I had to like really reluctantly say, like, to take a step back and stop my gymnastics. And I was always really sad about that. And then I started to hear, like, 10 years later, I started to hear about yoga, mm-hmm. and I kind of looked at it and I was like, it looks like gymnastics. So I got into it from there, but I was actually just doing yoga and every time in the class I'd be looking around and I'd be wanting to be the best and comparing myself and I'd be like pushing myself the way that I used to get pushed in gymnastics and like 
it was not true yoga mm-hmm. at all. It was workout com- competition yep. style. <laughs> In my head, that was what I was doing. Mm. Um, yeah, and that didn't change for years. That was... I still catch myself doing it now, to be honest. I still catch myself in a yoga class doing it. But, you know, I'll check in with myself like, whoa, why are you looking at that person and comparing yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I just have a lot more awareness around it now, though. Mm -hmm. Um, So where did you do teach training? I did it at Power Living in Uh Fitzroy. Cool. And how's that? It was good. (laughs) It was was recommended. A few of my friends did it before me. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a really good experience at Wanderlust Festival, Yoga Festival. Um, it really was the introductory, like, uh, I guess, outlet for me to find a lot of things um, to do with limiting belief systems. Yeah. Um, and it was, so there was one, the guy who founded Power Living, Duncan Peak. he was at the Wanderlust Festival and he did a lecture. Mm. And he was the, one of the first people to talk about for me to talk about limiting belief systems in a way that I was I just remember sitting down and going holy shit like I have to learn more about this this is stuff that is yeah hugely affecting my life that I don't have enough awareness around Mm. so it was like a big light bulb moment hearing that lecture and yeah he really captivated me with his story and his sharing of Mm. his journey so um yeah, I, it was his um, studio and I had friends going there and it's a very reputable course, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's local, so cool. I ended up going there. Awesome. Um, and what about, um, so you don't, teach, you don't teach yoga yourself now in a studio setting, you do it in, all in yoga hood? Mm-hmm. Okay. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, and what about um, travel? You travel, you go to Bali and stuff like that, you go to, over there and hang out? Yeah, I used to go to Bali all the time and it was for a big, for a long time, it was my like mission to move to Bali and live in Bali and mm-hmm. I'd always have Bali on my vision boards and any week I could go jump on a f- cheap flight to Bali, that's what I would be doing. Um, things have changed a little bit now. I feel, um, I feel that Bali is going to be a hub for me and I've got some really great friends over there that have actually just opened their own yoga retreat center in Uluwatu and mm-hmm. I, f- I know I'm going to end up doing um, workshops there and facilitating there and spending time there yeah. um, and I think what's happened is I've realized that I was going to Bali a lot of the time to escape Yeah. and I got to a point I don't want to escape anymore I want to like harness my skills, work on my gifts and ground myself enough that I can really be of service wherever I go and not want to be escaping anything about my own life. So that's been my focus for the last couple of years. So I haven't been, you know, going to Bali so much because I realised I was doing it. To check out. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, and, And obviously dance is something that, you can't take away from you. <laughs> you would, <laughs> mm, yeah. Dance is is like the ultimate healing for me. Yeah. So when? How did that? How did you get into that? Mm, well, I guess, like I said, similar to gymnastics, I was um, doing tap and ballet and jazz classes from a youngish age, and mm. then um, when I stopped that, I just used to love dancing it 
the discos or the parties or whatever else. It was, I just loved it. Just chat. It was my way of like channeling energy out and getting really into my body and letting go of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, something changed though when I, I actually just randomly I was doing a vision board and I was following guidelines of like how to manifest Mm -hmm. using vision boards and one of the things that was mentioned was to put a wild card on there so you know have your vision in all your steps or the things that you want to attract into your life and then put a wild card in there so something that you just you'd love to happen but you kind of think it's just a bit you know far out and this was a couple of years ago and Mm. I put performer on there Mm. I was like, I would love to, but it's it's just like it's a bit far out. It's not really what I'm focusing on at the moment, but I would, I know I would love to. Yeah. And I think just seeing it so much all the time because I look at my vision boards a lot. Um. Yeah. Like I called it in. It was it was absolutely crazy. Like I got um got these opportunities to perform and dance like straight away, like big ones, like on in big festivals. Yeah. Like with big DJs and things. I was like, whoa. And then I had all these issues of feeling like I didn't deserve it, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And yeah. it was like that thing where you care for what you wish for because mm-hmm. you can get it and then you can end up almost having a complete breakdown because you just don't actually feel... Like you deserve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Cool. So what, what, what else do you do? What else do I do? Yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you like passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um. I'm really, really passionate about so many different things. Um. At the moment, um, I would say my focuses are really the the health coaching, um, essential oils, mm-hmm. and I'm about to do spiral practitioner training in a couple of days. Yeah. I know that you know a little bit about that. I spoke. I spoke. Um. With Jack about that, and I um, sat, I went to Tantra is Love, um, and Dane was facilitating oh, on the weekend. Yeah. Oh, how was that? That was amazing. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, I've been Emma to and, a lot of Emma's stuff. Yeah, she's amazing, huh? Mm, yeah. yeah, she's really great. Yeah, and Dane was cool too. So that's the first time I've met him. So. Yeah, he's yeah. he's. I haven't met him in person, but I've uh, been on his social medias for a while, and I find him incredibly refreshing. And um, what were we saying before that? We're talking about my passion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so easy to go off on tangents. Isn't yeah. It? Um, yeah. So spiral is. Um, it's definitely. I just went through the spiral myself um, a couple of months ago. So that was like a seven-week clearing process, um, going through the chakras and clearing the emotional baggage, and they. You know, they tell you when you're going through it that you're going to shift a lot and things that you shift will take a while to integrate and it'll you'll feel the effects for ages afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening to me at the moment because I've recently completed the seven weeks of clearing so much yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just insane what the... It's like every day I can just be sitting and nothing can be happening. I'll just be having these epic downloads and these revelations and these like light bulb moments and just all this clarity, Mm -hmm. just so much clarity and like really beautiful feeling of calm as well that's coming with it. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I'm just really reflecting on a lot of that stuff. Um, 
and realizing how charged I was and mm-hmm. how um, how easy I was to be triggered. Um, and now I can. I'm so much more neutral. Yeah, I'm so much more neutral, and I can. I'm just like walking through the world from such a more neutral perspective. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that I was. I didn't even know I was so charged yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, oh god, this is. You know, it's it's quite crazy. Yeah, walking around like a loaded gun, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then and then noticing that in others, but. Also now I would have projected before, like I was learning so much about the stuff, but Mm. I hadn't fully integrated it myself. So I would just, it's so easy to see things in others and be able to like point the finger Mm -hmm. and project what you're seeing and not realize that you haven't even integrated that yourself. Yes. Yes. So now I'm, I can see things in others, but I don't feel that need to be right. I don't feel, Mm. which I think was a huge thing for me to like want to be right. Yeah. And, now I'm just I don't need to be right. It's so and it's I feel already all my relationships are shifting mm. yeah. because of that. Oils. That's right, essential oils. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Cool. I could talk about them forever. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, should tell you actually, so um that just coming here, I was like, okay, because I really use my essential oils very intentionally mm-hmm. and they have different properties, they have different metaphysical properties, different emotional properties, different antiseptic properties. And um, I've, for the podcast, I thought, okay, what oil should I put on? Like, what do I want to call in? What do I want to channel? And there's an oil for confident speech. It's called spearmint oil. Mm -hmm. And um, you probably heard of spearmint. It's like minty fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) so I brought that and I like popped some on my throat and Mm -hmm. just like inhaled that in and yeah, like set that intention Mm -hmm. for confident speech to come through and use the oil to yeah just really anchor that into myself yeah and so i use them every day for what for all sorts of different things whether it's the blisters on the back of my feet or the i've got like a tooth coming through in the back it's super painful and yeah clove oil is great for that so yeah just there's an oil for everything yeah, right. and it's really empowering when you can learn about this stuff and you can realize that you can totally like let go of all these pharmaceutical products or even a lot of the really toxic beauty products which I used to use mm-hmm. they're just like I, I don't need them anymore I don't use them mm-hmm. I don't um I've just really reduced all the toxins in my lifestyle and replaced them with these therapeutic great essential oils. Cool. And yeah, I've never looked back. And you, um, you, you, I just want to say you deal them as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a they dealer. Are, they're totally my drugs. And yeah. I am definitely a dealer. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I've, so we, I've been hosting essential oil workshops at my house. Um, my housemate, Beck, who's one of my bestest friends. She's also totally on board with, with this and mm-hmm. we're actually um going to branch out and work on our own blends and our own range of sprays and roll-ons yeah. um yeah so we're really she's studying aromatherapy and i'm doing a lot of my own research and study and testing every day and it's uh cool. yeah it's great we hold hold work workshops um yeah do you have a, do you have a name for that plate that company yet sabe yeah how, how do you spell it S A B E. 
cool. which is the first two letters of both our names, Sabe. Okay. Awesome. Oh. Tell us a bit more about Yoga Hood, mm. if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so Yoga Hood is a non-profit organisation and um, it was set up by a lovely lady called Madeline. Um, and she, yeah, I guess she saw a gap in the offerings or of yoga and how it was um not not ex- non accessible for a lot of communities a lot of different demographics that could really really benefit from all the amazing things that can that yoga can bring about yoga and mindfulness and yeah yeah so she set up um she set up the non-profit and she yeah does I did like a two day training for it, which was amazing. Got to meet so many beautiful souls Mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, got placed at Collingwood college to teach a group of year, pretty sure they were year eights at Collingwood college yoga on Monday morning, which was a tough gig actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it wasn't, they, they didn't have a say in it. Like they had to come and it was, what do you call it in Australia? It's something we don't have the same word for it, but it's like an extra class that you have to do um, at school. I don't know. Yeah, there's some mm. word for it. And, um, yeah, so it was that thing. Um, you could tell. And the boys were the boys were like... Not happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't even want to take off. They were so identified with their trainers. And I remember that. I remember being a teenager and everything was about, you know, what... Style. How... Yeah, your, your trainers, oh, you call yeah. them sneakers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sneakers. Because they have to wear a uniform? No, they no? don't wear uniforms. Collingwood mm. College is like this really pretty cool school, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. But they didn't want to take their good shoes off. No, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I could, really, I could really sense that some of them had, you know, that really, that super fidgety demeanour and, mm. like, really struggled with even the basic presence or mm. the most basic stretches. I was like, wow, you know, these are young kids, mm. but they've already, they've already, you know, stiffened up somewhat from sitting in chairs all the time or mm. whatever for have from having like a very sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. So it was really rewarding to, um, yeah, to offer them something different and to just give them like a little taster of how they can drop into presence and get into their bodies. And the the way they were on the first week compared to at the end of the program was so, so different. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was awesome to hear the feedback and to, to witness them, their curiosity and them asking questions and being like, okay, yeah, we like this. It's epic. Where would someone go if they wanted to put give donate their their time towards this? To Yoga Hood, um, the website. There's a Facebook page, cool. um, email. Yeah, Yoga Hood, one word. Beautiful. Check them out. Awesome. Oh. Are you asking like what kind of practices have really Changed. contributed yeah. to my evolution? Yeah, that's the bet. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, we've talked about. I think we've touched on the the obvious ones like meditation and yoga, mm-hmm. um, lim- breaking through limiting belief systems. Um, I do, I do attribute quite a lot for me to psychedelics yeah. and you know exploring these 
yeah, these different dimensions and that's, I remember having some huge, huge shifts from, yeah, from taking mushrooms and from having acid for the first time. I remember that was, that was completely and utterly like, ooh. Yeah. I just really, really woke up actually. Mm -hmm. It was profound. When was that? Um, it was at Rainbow Serpent yep. Festival, yep. maybe five years ago, I believe it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went before, <laughs> so yeah, before I'd ever had any, I'd ever tried a psychedelic um, and before I'd ever gone to a psychedelic festival or a doof, as they say, yeah. um, before I was just one of those girls that, how do I explain? I don't know, just really, yeah, more, you know, go dress and go out in a dress and heels. And I came from, I'm English, and back in the UK, yeah, it was just, I was definitely not spiritual yeah, yeah. <laughs> at all. I was just always going out on the lash, like being one of the lads. And mm -hmm. just, yeah, it was all about banter and competition and la la la. Yeah. Um, yeah, so going so to. So, sort my, of a more surface level. Like awareness, you'd say? I was totally in my ego. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and I was really, not just in my ego, but I was living in that, like, consumer culture mm -hmm. and I was really in the illusion of materialism mm -hmm. and competition yeah. with those, with the world and with those around me, like, wanting to be better than, mm -hmm. than not just my, myself, but wanting to be better than those around me and stuff that was like conditioning I was really conditioned competitively mm -hmm. like from gymnastics and then from grammar schools to com competitive sports and univer like that going to university and really being around the competitive sports cultures mm -hmm. it just ingrained such um distorted um beliefs in me yeah yeah mm. so but quite normal for the general population right yeah mm. it is isn't it, it yeah. is that's that's what like mainstream schooling is it's really mm. competitive it's like yeah. you're better than that kid you're number 10 on the <laughs> english list and yeah. you're always being told where you're at on a hierarchy so you're always thinking where do i sit on the hierarchy like who has the most power yeah, oh, yeah, i yeah. want more power and yeah it's mm. You know, I'm really passionate about understanding what empowerment is now. Yeah. Like not not from that same place, but empowerment as in like how can I um, be the greatest version of myself and mm -hmm. contribute positively to the world. Absolutely. And so you were saying that uh, a bit of psychedelic at Rainbow Serpent switched mm. that? Yeah, it mm. was. Yeah, so I was um, living very superficial lifestyles like dating an AFL player I was just was working uh, as I was bartending behind a strip club I was yeah really like drinking and da da, da like very unhealthy lifestyle mm -hmm. so different to where I'm at now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah went to my first psychedelic festival a friend gave me acid and it just shook my world <laughs> apart it totally shook my world apart and I came back from that Festival. How long did the trip last for? Would you say? Um, it was pretty long. Like I think it was about ten hours. Ten hours, right? Yeah, mm. and it wasn't just the acid. Like the acid, definitely, you know, it did a lot. But 
it was the four days of being barefoot, being out bush, camping, being around people who were so liberated and so loving and seeing what it was like to go somewhere where no one gave a fuck about like what label you're wearing or it was just a place of true like freedom of of freedom of expression and Mm -hmm. um, sexual liberation. And it was, I hadn't been exposed to enough of that um, environment and, I've always, I'd always yearned for it, but actually being there and then, yeah, and then the acid as well. I just got all these, yeah, huge revelations and I very quickly had to come back and, like, shift a lot of things. Yeah, right. So you left there knowing you had to come back and make big changes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Cool. And when were the mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> um, mushrooms. don't even know when I first took mushrooms similar thing though big experiences or just fun different experiences with mushrooms Mm -hmm. um i feel that they teach me in a almost from a darker place like Mm. i go i think that when i take mushrooms that they they invite me to look at my shadow aspects Mm -hmm. and um it can be quite scary yeah whereas i don't tend to have scary episodes on acid i tend to have really like like yeah they're usually really light and like i can get the giggles and just find everything like a massive cosmic joke and yeah that happens to me a lot on acid and i i love that i really enjoy that i can get the giggles on mushies as well but a lot of the time i'll just actually go quite internal Mm -hmm. um and that nausea can come in which can like make me really like sit with my body and sit with what's coming up so it's um yeah i'd say mushy is more internal and acid more external yeah right and any um any frog medicines or ayahuascas mm, yeah um no i haven't had cambo yet yes i've thought about it and been offered it a few times probably will mm-hmm. soon it just hasn't quite been the right timing and i had my first ayah ceremony a couple of months ago and that was that was beautiful cool so I normally ask if you have any spiritual um, quotes or wisdoms that you like that you connect to. Might mm-hmm. be a favorite inspirational quote or something, a teaching or something that you like to share with everyone. Yeah, okay. I think one that's coming up for me, which I should probably just say, is um huge Marianne Williamson fan. Do you know Marianne Williamson? I don't know, but you can inform me. Um, oh, she's just so brilliant. She's an author. She's um, a public speaker, like Ted Talker. Um, and, yeah, just a real mentor for me. Mm-hmm. Like she's really been a pillar when I've been going through a lot I've kind of turned, I can just watch, I can listen to her talks and, and watch her and just feel really sure on, when, sure of, you know, what I need to do to mm-hmm. get myself back into a place of strength and faith. So the quote is, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Hmm. Really good. Yeah. yeah, it's a real good one. And it sticks with you through all your different phases, I think. Yeah. Like, keeps resonating. Yeah. 
Um, where so where can we where can we find you if we want to get in contact with you or mm. get some oils? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram, Saya Cheeks, S A Y A Cheeks, C H E K S. I'm on Facebook, but I probably wouldn't say that's the best way to contact me. Um, I'm just just started on my website. Um, yeah, my doTERRA link is on my Instagram. So mm-hmm. I guess that's probably like the main. The, oh, and then I have like email and stuff. But yeah, it's all linked into the Instagram. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's where I'm sharing the most at the moment. Is there any? Is there anything else just before we go that you want to share? I don't know. I, I should be better and ask a better question, but <laughs> no, I just don't fine. have any. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. I want to know about you. Like, how did this podcast come about? This podcast came about. Because I listen to way too many podcasts. Yeah, and, which uh, ones are your favourites? Because um, I'm an absolute podcast junkie as well. And you asking me, like getting that message from you was just, it was like massive affirmation for me that like I'm moving in the right direction and calling you the right things because, yeah, podcasts have had such a profoundly positive impact on my life. Mm. So well done to you for starting one up. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool and you can learn so much, huh? From yeah, well, there's just talk. such a calling for intelligent conversation, and mm. there's such a lack of it. There was, that's why it changed my life so much when I discovered podcasts because I was feeling this void in wanting that, like, really wanting human connection and wanting to have like these conversations where you feel. You know, you can you, you that feel expansive mm-hmm. and that feel nourishing. That you but, don't get from FM radio. Yeah, or you yeah. can't. You don't get from. You know how many times have you had a conversation about the weather or something? Yeah. Just the the filler conversations that we have, or people even just like to just complain yes. because that's their habit. <laughs> yes. And I used to do it. Yes. And now I just think, oh, like there's nothing. There's nothing worse than complaining. Mm. Um. But yeah, podcasts. Now I just. Yeah, it's like I look forward to a traffic jam or I don't even see a traffic jam as a positive thing. Exactly. I'll volunteer to go visit a friend who lives like an hour away that I would usually be like, nah, fuck that. Because I think to myself, well, I want to see my friend. I should do it. Um, Also, I'm going to get a massive like brain injection (laughs) from this podcast. And I just, yeah, it just brings so much joy to my life and I've learned so much it's freaking incredible yeah so what's your favorite podcast my favorite podcast is joe rogan experience Mm, mm -hmm. um he's uh, kind of like he's one of the originators i feel like he really set set a standard him and tim ferris they sort of yeah they're the powerhouses yeah Mm. still um yeah russell brand i like yeah i've listened Um, to a few of him he's great a bit of sam harris a bit of jordan peterson a Ooh, bit of he's amazing. Oh yeah, he's um, amazing. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, who else? That's about it. There's a couple of other ones that I jump around on, but they're the main ones that I subscribe to. So, what about mm. you? My favorites. Um, my absolute favorite, I would is Align Podcast. It's um, and that's because I know the guy. So. It's it's even you're even more engaged. I feel when you when you've met the person yeah. that you can hear their voice because obviously you've had that. It's you know, you know the person. Yes. Um, but saying that and putting that aside, um, I love his podcast for 
he has incredible conversational skills and um, is is really passionate about posture and alignment and mm-hmm. um, like the foremost healthcare thinkers. Yeah. So it's really like – have you heard of Aubrey Marcus? His, he's got a really famous podcast too and they've, they've got quite similar content in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd totally recommend those guys – um, those podcasts are so good and it's like I am so much from listening to all of the information I've I've adjusted so many parts so many things in my life like how I sit in a chair and how I um how I study how yeah how I uh, my body language mm. the use of my words um yeah. yeah and it's a real it's a real talent knowing how to conversate well yeah I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing pretty good. You're doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy that you can, that we didn't have this kind of way to upload so much information just 10 years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't available. People like it probably was available, but it wasn't as popular and it, there mm. wasn't as many, but now there's literally as many topics as you can Google and find information on. You can hear people speak about it, which is just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's so mm. much. There's, it's almost overwhelming yeah. now. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to have a hundred lives just so I can listen to all the podcasts yes. I want to listen to, and then don't even get me started on books. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, well, I don't even get time to watch movies anymore or anything like that because it's just always that that podcast or, or, no, or now I do audio books as well. So I don't mm-hmm. even read anymore. So mm. it's probably going to be another skill I need to relearn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I haven't gotten into audio books. Um, Just like a podcast yeah. in a book. Yeah. I got this mm. app that gives you, that tells you the like, footnotes of books. And yes. I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I'll, I, I'll be able to digest all the the, the gold and the, the juice out of books really quickly. But I just found that it was absolutely nothing like reading the book. Yeah. And I thought, actually, this is just bogus. I'm I'm listening to someone's interpretation of the highlights of the book as opposed to actually feeling and reading the words of the author yeah. and getting all of – like, that's why I like to read. And I don't feel that audiobooks would really get me for that reason. Yeah, I yeah. like – I would like to listen to a podcast or read a book. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even really read books on Kindles and stuff. It doesn't even feel. You like the old fashioned paperback. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty old fashioned with that. <laughs> it's just, I love, I, get, I like getting a highlighter and, you know, feeling it and like tearing a page out if it really resonates, yeah. like sticking it on the wall and stuff. So. Cool. Mm. One day we won't even have that anymore. No, it's I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work to keep it alive. Books will be a museum soon. Yeah, probably. Uh, so. Um, what else? What else um, do we know for the future? What else is happening for you in the future? What else is happening? Mm. Um, I've got so much coming up in the, in the, the, the like the next couple of months. So, a couple in just over a week, I go to Byron Bay. Yeah. The week of spiral practitioner training, which is going to be big. I yeah. can feel that's going to be like. <laughs> and then I fly back and I have like one day back in Melbourne to pack my bags and then I'm flying to Portugal to Lisbon um, and I'll be meeting up with the girls there to go like we'll do a couple of days of intensive uh, rehearsals and then we go to Boom Festival 
perform at Boom. That's a week long. Is that a competition or just performance? Um, Boom is a one of the biggest festivals in Europe, like biggest psychedelic festivals in Europe. It's once every two you years. Say psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's a pretty psychedelic festival. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Burning Man, but in yeah, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I haven't been before. I've had so many of my friends have been and told me so much about it and. Yeah, it's supposed to be incredible on a huge lake, and they have a massive like fruit and organic fruit and vegetable market there, and cool. Yeah, just great music workshops and all of those dreamy things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I got that for a week, um, and then I'm flying my mum out after that. I don't get my mum's in the UK, and you know it's hard when you live in Australia. And I was. Didn't see her much when I first came over here because I was just sort of trying to get on my feet and I was really unsure where I was at with my visa and stuff. So I didn't get to, you know, visit my mum, mm-hmm. um, my dad enough. And now I've like made a promise to myself that I've got to see them at least once a year. I have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting her to to come and meet me in Portugal with a couple of friends. It's going to be my 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, really wrapped. I get to spend it with some friends, like really good friends and my mum. And then going to go to England for a couple of days, see my dad. And then from there, I'm going to fly to L.A. and spend probably a couple of weeks in California, probably go to Burning Man. <laughs> and then I want to go to Hawaii to decompress, yeah, right. come back here and get really stuck into business. Someone is living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dreamy. Like I'm yeah. fully pinching myself. And again, I have to really work on like grounding and the fact like believing that I deserve it because we have like as humans, and I know I've done this, we we have a tendency, we don't believe we deserve something, we'll self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And you would have seen like how many times have you yeah. seen someone do that? They get, you know, they get to their goal way or they start, you know, getting into a good groove and then they'll just be like, they'll freeze and they'll, they don't believe they deserve it. And then Mm. it's like, all right, self-sabotage, give me a drink. Like I find myself doing it in new ways all the time. (laughs) (laughs) How do you self-sabotage? Any way I can. (laughs) Give me some examples. Um, If I'm feeling really good and really healthy, I'll eat unhealthily just to put, throw myself off balance. I do that. Or I yep. stay awake too late. Classic. And go out of sleep and get tired. Yep. On pur- or like on purpose, basically, because I'm feeling too good. Yeah. Not, it's not, not that I'm feeling too good, but I, but it's just I knock myself out of balance. Mm. Like, and that's the reason why I feel like I don't deserve to be in balance for some reason. Mm. That's the that's self-sabotage that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really common and it can, it can totally change. Like we can – and that's what I'm – what I'm saying, like reframing reality. Yes. It's like a reframe. Like you can reframe your baseline that, like of deserving that you believe mm-hmm. that you are worthy of. And then you can actually have long lasting change. Otherwise we're just sort of seesawing up and down, but we're really, we've got the same baseline and we're just like a little roller coaster going like that up and down. Yeah. But really we're not making. Lifting the baseline. Yeah. We're not making. We're not really progressing or evolving. Yes, yes. our consciousness. So, mm. yeah, this is this is what I'm really passionate about. This yep. is to answer your question earlier. Like, I'm so passionate about um, all the ways that we can empower ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, so that we can just com- like completely design our life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's once upon a time my life was 
nothing like this. Yes. And now I have to just, I'm like, how did this happen? And I, I realize, well, it happened because I put so much intention into it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I was, I didn't believe I deserved much before. And so I just attracted that into my life and I had so much drama and <laughs> yeah, but I was, that's what I was calling in. So yeah. Mm. Well, let's let, let's leave it on that note. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you very much for coming and having a chat. Oh, thank you for asking me. And, it was um, a pleasure. Until next time. Yes. Enjoy your trips. Thank you so much.